Handle on the News. Late edition. Handle on the News. Nowadays, you're not. Bill Handle. Out of the box, you're gone. And now, here's Bill Handle. KFI Handle here on a lovely, lovely Wednesday morning. Uh, the three Americans, and I'll tell you a little bit about them in a moment. Korean Americans on an airplane back to the United States, released by North Korea. Before we get into Handle on the News, because there's, uh, I got to cram so much in, a quick announcement from uh, Wayne. Yeah, big event coming up later this year. If you donate now to help the American Red Cross Initiative to Get Prepared California, Later, you and a guest will mix and mingle with all of us here from KFI at the OUE Sky Space in downtown Los Angeles. It's a facility on top of the U.S. Bank Tower, a thousand feet above the city. Get to meet everybody here, live Q&A session, photo opportunities. You have to be 21 years or older to attend. There's limited tickets, so you want to get them before they're gone. Now, for the details on how to do this, go to KFIAM640.com, keyword mixer. All right, back we go. Let's start it with uh, Handle on the News, late edition. Uh, that is Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me, and our lead story. Okay, three Korean Americans on an airplane right now uh, with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And uh, they're, they've been released by North Korea. Quick word as to who they are. Tony Kim, uh, connected with Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. It's a Christian university uh that pyongyang lets people teach at uh and uh the other one kim hak song also at pyongyang university of science and technology uh they were both arrested literally on their way out uh for quote hostile acts and uh the other kim everybody's named kim you know uh originally from china an agricultural consultant uh who is a u.s citizen moved to china to study agriculture and then later on moved to Pyongyang to deal with agriculture. And uh, the three of them were arrested for, quote, hostile acts. I love that. All encompassing, uh, encompassing hostile acts. And uh, the issue was uh, their release. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. It happened. It's Kim Jong-un coming to the table and saying part and parcel of it is we're releasing them. And that's probably why uh, Jennifer noticed this morning when we uh, first broke the story, when she first broke the story, was that uh, this time Mike Pompeo took reporters with him and the president hinted, I'm going to have some good news for you. So we're done on that, which is great. Now we know what that good news is. Well, Santa Clarita has become the first city in L.A. County to formally oppose the sanctuary state policy. I hate California. The sun goes down. Yeah, this is breaking down pro and con. The anti-sanctuary state movement, anti-sanctuary county movement is getting stronger and stronger. And coming up at 9 o'clock, I'm going to tell you why the sanctuary city and state movement is actually hurting itself. It's hurting illegal aliens. It's actually, uh, it's counterintuitive, but it's not helping people who it's supposed to help at all. And I'll explain that coming up at 9 o'clock. Uh, the border wall has not been built yet, but it's already cost San Diego taxpayers a couple million bucks. This is almost entirely uh, police and sheriffs overtime to provide security when they were building the prototypes, when uh, somebody goes down there to have an event, you know, when someone from the government makes an appearance, they have protesters, and it's basically to protect the people building those prototypes and having those events. 
Yeah. And I don't really see this as being a huge deal. Yeah. I wonder if the Coachella people are going to have a concert uh, with Pink Floyd. At? The at the wall. wall. Yeah, right up against Look the wall. At you. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's assuming any of them are still alive by the time that's it's true. built. Yes. There's a high school student from Chula Vista who was charged yesterday for recruiting his classmates to smuggle drugs from Mexico into the U.S. Now, this guy is a hell of a smuggler because he was uh, telling these students, convincing them to smuggle drugs at $300 a go. They would strap meth bags, uh, cocaine bags to their bodies and uh, go in. And then it turned out uh, that he was caught last week attempting to smuggle a Chinese and Mexican national in the United States in his trunk, of which uh, the Mexican told uh, the authorities he paid uh, Webb, this young man, $14,000. So he gets paid fourteen grand to put someone in the trunk. He pays $300. Right, to, to put those people at great risk, because, you know, when they're popped, it's big-time penalties. Yeah. Next week on Success from Scratch. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> take a break, come back. Uh, we still have plenty more. All right, uh, KFI Handle here. It is a Wednesday. Boy, what a Wednesday. Lead stories, or the big stories we're covering, is, uh, as of right now, the three Korean-Americans who are in the North Korean jail on an airplane with the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, scheduled to arrive tonight at 11 o'clock at Andrews Air Force Base. The aftermath of the U.S. withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal. Not that big a deal. It really isn't. And then news about Michael Cohen receiving payments uh, in a very convoluted fashion from Russian oligarchs. Someone owns a company that owns a company that has a shell company that has a cousin that went to a deli that bought a sandwich that someone else saw and uh, then left the leftovers and someone else picked it up. And therefore, uh, the Russians somehow are connected. That's basically the story. Okay, uh, let's move on with more handle on the News Late Edition. Uh, And this is Wayne. So far, the big anticipated tax windfall from legal marijuana is gone up in smoke. That's because California is making it difficult. They're making it very hard. They're not rolling out the licenses fast enough. They thought they'd get $175 million in tax revenue by the end of June. Well, in the first quarter of the year, they only got uh, $34 million. Because you got cities uh, that are slowing it down. They don't want marijuana dispensaries. There was a story I saw last night. Uh, in which uh, Colorado, I think, uh, I think Denver has more marijuana dispensaries than there are Starbucks. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was the story last night. Boy, that's have, that's quite an achievement. They've gone balls to the wall when it comes to marijuana in Colorado. My question, though, is though in California, is it just too tough to do this? It's are her- people buying from the black market yes. instead of going here, or? are just not as many people smoking pot as we thought would once oh, it became no. legal. I there think number pe- one and number, number two, two, but not well, number three. Plenty of people smoking pot. Plenty. Yeah, it is number one and number two. Well, there's a man in Nevada who says, look, I want to die, but the way you're going to kill me, that's the part I have a problem with. All yeah. the way Nevada Supreme Court hearing uh, a, a case, hearing arguments uh, for using another drug, an untested paralytic drug, and this is typical what the anti-death people do, uh, death penalty people do. They just throw up and throw up anything against the wall, hoping it sticks. So now they're talking about this particular drug that's going to be used, and uh, this may be terrible, and you won't know if it's cruel and unusual, and it's very difficult to uh, actually ask the opinion of someone who's just died. Did you suffer? Did you not? So it, it gets to be a mess. 
Also, the guy is going to die anyway. Yeah. They, because he doesn't, he's not trying to get out of being executed. No, right. And so they asked him at the hearing, they asked the lawyer, they said, so whatever way we rule, he's going to die, right? And the lawyer said, yeah, he's going to die however you rule. But so what's matter. the point? Because it's a bigger case than that. For, for someone else who doesn't want to That's die. right. It's, uh, the Nevada Supreme Court is looking at another method of execution, and does that pass muster? Weinstein Company has been sold. Bankruptcy judge approved this plan uh, for this Dallas-based company, Lantern Capital Partners, that have no previous experience right. in the entertainment buying, industry. They're buying the assets. Sure. And, uh, they're, and, and they're the only ones left. Their, yeah. their bid was accepted. There was, there was theoretically going to be an auction. Now, I understand they're going to change the name of the Weinstein Company, of course. But yeah. what do you do with the films that have Weinstein Company at the beginning? At the beginning, what do you do with those? Maybe you shoot a new title card and with a new them? company. Yeah, but and just edit them in. But so many are out there. I know. I know. Well, we kind of figured this would happen. Just days after the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences expelled Roman Polanski, the district attorney sent a letter saying, "Ah, no, that move was unlawful." Take your medication. Mm. Actually, Polanski. It's, it's, it's his attorney. Yeah, yeah Harlan Braun. And uh, DA. now here, it's a it's a very interesting legal issue. How do you stop an admin, a body like this, a private body, from throwing someone out uh, legally? Well, the uh, the legal argument is it's violating its own procedures, and uh-huh. that you can that is a legitimate legal argument. We'll let him come back and have a hearing then. Yeah, well, I think the lawyer is going to have a hearing. I don't think you have to do this. So he's got a shot. I mean, that is legitimate. Now, they've changed the rules since then where the Academy can throw anybody out for whatever reason it wants. But Polanski is being thrown out for what he did before. Although I see if I were the Academy, I'd say he's also being thrown out for continuing to be a fugitive. So I think Wally, and I agree with you, Wally has a legal case. Uh, changing the rules you're allowed to do and continuous violation, you're right, would fly. Right, and you then wanna, finally, you, you want to oh, do this yeah. one real fast. Oh, so yeah. a, a, a male professor is in big trouble and, the, and they're taking it seriously. They want him to apologize for the following joke. He was at a conference. He's on a crowded elevator and somebody says, what floor do you need? And he goes, ladies lingerie. That's the entire joke. And there was a female professor on the elevator who took great offense and now this uh, ISA committee, which ran this academic conference where he made the joke, wants him to give an unequivocal apology wow. for one of the corniest oh old-time jokes in the world when you get on an elevator you and you go, fourth floor, housewares, yeah. or whatever. It was literally in Space Cowboys. I looked it up out of curiosity. It's literally from the movie Space Cowboys. It's How, how it's crazy insane. is that? How It's just it's political correctness. It's insanity. That's ridiculous. It is insanity. You can't say, hey, dude, anymore. You have to say dude or dudette. I mean, you literally or cannot, non-binary. Yeah, you you cannot reference ladies anything or men's anything because, of course, that is uh, all uh, sexually laden. It doesn't matter anything that equals male. Therefore, uh, you or female. Therefore, is sexist. So, for example, I have to refer whenever we talk about a penis. It's either male or female because I can't just reference it to a male because that's sexist. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Hey, you know, tell me that that's not as stupid, huh? Okay.